Coaches, welcome to the United Basketball Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Smith. Thanks so much for joining us. If you missed the Hoosier Gym Coaches last week, you can purchase the video. Go to the show notes and you can see how to purchase it. 12 sessions, 9 speakers, Mike Neighbors, Don Showalter, Tobin Anderson, Mike David, uh, sorry, Mike Neighbors did two sessions. Tobin Anderson did an extended 80-minute session on his pressing defense. Mike McDonald, Joe's decision, and it was a phenomenal clinic. I'm so pleased with how it went, but it always does. We're in the heart. We're in the heartland of basketball in Indiana, and we have such great support from the community and the gym staff there. So go to the show notes and check it out. I want to thank Dr. Dish for being a loyal supporter. Check out Dr. Dish at Dr. Dish B-Ball on all social media, and. Look at purchasing the best shooting machine in the world. Also, if you're not a member of UnitedBasketballPlus.com, check it out. If you join annually, you get a 50% discount to all in-person clinics, including next year's Hoosier Gym Clinic. I'm excited about our guest today, Coach Sean Poppy from UTC. No, absolutely. I appreciate you having me. It seems like just yesterday we were sitting in Gordon Lee High School yeah. and, and doing a little uh, a little clinic. So. Um, it's kind of wild, you know. I, you brought me there, and I think we we hit on some defense, uh, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, and talk about yeah. our pack line. And uh, it's kind of wild. You fast forward a year later, we actually finished the year 15th uh, best uh, scoring defense in the country. So uh, I don't know what I'm talking about, but it sure looked like it after uh, after that uh, session we had. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, you guys uh, were tough defensively and a lot of fun to watch, a lot of enthusiasm. And that's that's one thing we want to just talk about in general is. Um, First year at UTC, uh, the program has struggled for a couple of years, and you win the SOCON, you go to the NCAA tournament, and and then they matched you up versus Virginia Tech. I know these committees do this stuff on purpose, but how did you feel about that when you, you know, because, and you can tell the coaches, you, you came from Virginia Tech. How long were you there? What was the impact of that program on your life? And then what was it like to face them in the the big dance? Yeah, bittersweet to say the least. You know, I was I spent six years there. I, I went up and joined Kenny Brooks when he first took over the job and uh, took over a program that had been struggling. And, um, you know, we, we got it going. I say we, uh, me trying to follow his lead. Phenomenal, phenomenal basketball coach, even better human being and mentor of mine. Um, but did feel like I played a part, you know, with with helping in the recruiting aspect and development. And we put our heart, heart and soul into it and had good kids. The the group that that we ended up running into in the NCAA tournament, the bittersweet part was because there is such phenomenal kids. And uh, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, I come here, my current team, when I take over, knows where I've come from. And they become fans of Virginia Tech, right? They're, they've been watching, trying to learn what they what we did there because we did a lot of similar things here. Um, Personnel-based offensive was a little different, but uh, they became fans. And then vice versa. You know, the, the, the girls we had, I'm getting texts after games. They're DMing some of our kids throughout the year. We're watching them on the bus. I'll never forget we're on the bus waiting for ice cream. We ate ice cream after games that we won on the road. And we're waiting for ice cream. And it was when Virginia Tech beat North Carolina on a buzzer beater at North Carolina. And the whole bus goes nuts. And so we became almost like their little sister in a sense. And then, uh, you know, Kenny and I were texting during Selection Sunday. And when they paired Norfolk State with with South Carolina, we all took a big, deep breath. Like, woo, we we survived South Carolina. But then I said, 
uh oh, that means we're headed to Blacksburg, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made it bittersweet. But I tell you what, he does an unbelievable job. It was fun to see them. I thought our kids competed. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we just didn't have enough gas in the tank. We couldn't score it well enough. Um, but heck, they run to a Final Four and and uh, had an unbelievable uh, year. I don't think it, it took anything away from what we accomplished. Uh, it was a lot of fun uh, to to do so. Yeah. No, you got you guys had a, a great a great season. A lot of fun to watch. And one thing that I, I'm just impressed as, again, I'm a coach myself, when I go to games, I watch the bench a lot during the game, during timeouts, and uh, the players just seem to really root for each other, have a lot of enthusiasm, uh, and just really just really put the program ahead of themselves. Like, who cares who scores the basket? We just want to be successful. So where did you develop, uh, besides maybe Coach Brooks, uh, your your philosophy on culture and kind of what are your kind of staples that you like to establish in the program? When you walked in the door in Chattanooga, what were some of the things you wanted to establish first and foremost? Uh, and I'm glad you said that. I sure appreciate that because it's something we talk about every single day. Um, you know, I think if for just me and my background, it was what I grew up with in high school. My, my high school coach, Kevin Long, was a culture guy, team guy, sacrifice for one another, you know, put the program ahead of yourself and all that Again, when you're 17 years old, 18, you're like, okay, whatever does that mean? Right. And, but you don't realize how much it really was driven into you moving forward. And then I felt like in college it was the same way, just a little bit different. Um, and then I got into into coaching. Uh, I've had some some phenomenal bosses, but it really hit home at, at Virginia Tech. Was for me, man, relationships are number one. And I feel like uh, when you truly get to know your 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 team, your young ladies. Um, for us, obviously, young ladies, young women, um, you can coach them uh, to hold them accountable, right? And, and for us, uh, that then leads into culture and doing things the right way and sacrificing for one another. And how are you representing not only what's on the back of your jersey, but what's on the front? And to be, if you're our leading scorer, or our last one on the bench, we're holding you to the same accountability standard. Um, and I think I'm able to do that because of the relationships. Again, that's a, a Kenny Brooks thing. Uh, where you're going to really get to know them, right? And, and and who they are as people, get to know their families. Um, so when you coach them hard, you can love on them hard too. And I think that that's something I think that today's game's lost a little bit. And I don't even lost is the right word. It's just when you held them accountable 10 years ago, uh, you didn't have to have the same relationship, right? It was maybe harder to transfer. Kids were a little bit just different then. I think you hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I don't do anything any different than it was going on 10 years ago. We just build them up relationship wise and love on them. Right. And you spend a lot of energy doing that. Um, you know, I think if you look at, at our social media, that's not fake, right. We're trying to, to uh, provide energy for one another, right. We talk every day, just being a great teammate. And and last year's group really took it on. You know, I think that um, from the top to the bottom, we had great leadership, but we had kids all in, you know, whether you played, one minute or you played all 40. Uh, it was it was fun to do it for each other. Uh, we're trying to do it no different than this year. Um, we, we, again, coached to culture. And I think when you coach to culture, the wins take care of themselves. So when you are recruiting a player, a prospective, you know, future mock, what are some of the intangibles you look for? Obviously, a player that can compete in the SOCON Division One level and, and so on. Uh, but what are some things you, you look for personality wise maybe or just you know what kind of when you talk to the the, their teachers or their coach or au coach and you go to games and watch from a distance i mean what kind of things you look for in a player 
uh, that will fit the program here in Chattanooga? Yeah, that's that's a really good question, and that's become more and more important. Is uh, obviously for us the skill the skill starts the conversation of the the, the watchful eye, um, but right. then it's way more important. How do, can they carry a conversation? Will they look you in the eye? Uh, I love when we can find games where they struggle, right? <laughs> Who are they on those days? Are they still a good teammate? What do they look like going off the bench? And I get it, right? They're all they're still kids, so there's going to be days they slip up. But then, can you have a deep conversation of? You know, what what happened? And can they say, you know, coach, I slipped up. It wasn't me. Or is it ah, and pointing the finger? Because yeah. pointing the finger, kids, I tend to probably not be able to get to. And it's the ones that we're not perfect. Do we have perfect intent? That's a, a big thing we talk about here. And uh, can you own up to your mistakes? Because I make plenty of them myself. And, and I think that uh, when you can share that with young people, that I make just as many mistakes and I'll own up to it. Right. Uh, it wasn't on purpose. My intent was to be right. And uh and I think that we do the same thing in recruiting is to really watch those conversations with the parents. You know, where was that 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 leadership for for young people and parenting um, to try to make sure that we're bringing we don't want all the same. Right. We want different personalities and different right. backgrounds. But uh, the, the core value of who that human is to try to be as close to, to what our culture stands for as possible. And you hit on something when you're saying that it's important that coaches model this like you and I admit we made a mistake. We're wrong whatever it may be. Um, and then that's kind of lets if the coach can admit it or the assistant coach, okay, it's a more of a culture of trust and vulnerability. And it's not just, I mean, some coaches may have gone their whole career and never admitted they were wrong because they see that as a sign of weakness. I know, right. you know, people thought the old school way. I don't really like saying that, but you know what I'm talking about. hundred percent. Absolutely. I think that, I think we grew the most, when days where I could come in and say, I screwed up, my bad, it won't happen again. And, and then explain the reasoning of where we were thinking things were going to happen. I'll give you an example. I had two of the worst scouting report uh, plans against Wofford. Our first two times we played them. It was, and we, we couldn't adjust on the fly and it was my fault, right? And they drug us the first two times we played them. Um, but I, I promised them after that second game, you guys get me to that third one and, and we'll put something together that can get you guys a, a, a ring. And, and it, again, I think that when you can admit to those mistakes, you're not doing it on purpose, right? And, and we make plenty of mistakes. I think we made our biggest growth when I was able to to tell them because I made plenty of them this year. Yep. That's for sure. You mentioned uh, early on about energy, so I, I wasn't able to go watch you guys practice last year. Hopefully, I can this year. Um, but what does what does a coach Poppy practice look like? And and again, how how do you build that energy because it's there i mean i know like, from games but how did how do you establish that is it leading by example or your assistants on top of this or is just you know the players see that hey this this works when we encourage each other when we cel celebrating each other i think i was one way i think i would say it from from watching you guys and again uh from you know, clips you show on your social media from practice Coaches, I want to talk to you for just a second about why you should seriously consider getting a Dr. Dish. First of all, their payment plan system is unreal. 12 months, no interest. I paid half up front, and then I paid the other half over the next 365 days, and I have a brand new Dr. Dish CT. On top of that, it's just the best shooting machine out there. 
The CT is so user-friendly, as are all their shooting machines. So reach out to Dr. Dish. Tell them you heard about them on the United Basketball and Leadership Podcast and receive a discount. You won't regret it. Your players will get better. They'll get shots up, more reps up, and you'll become a better basketball team. Reach out to Dr. Dish. Follow them on all social media at Dr. Dish B-Ball. Now back to our guest. Yeah, I think it starts with the leadership, right? We can't preach it and then not bring it. You know, I think – you know, some may see on the sidelines and say, oh, you're animated. And, and some may think, think it's too much. And and to be honest, maybe some days it is. But I think for me, it's who I am, right? If you come to a practice, I'm going to be no different, right? You come in to, yeah. to be around us, uh, we are going to bring some energy. And uh, so I think it starts the minute we walk onto the floor, we're, we're going we're gonna to bring it from the leadership side of things, myself, my staff, but a genuine energy, right? We're not trying to, to create anything fake. It's going to be uh, all out of trying to make them the best version of themselves. And then there's an accountability from us to them, right? If they're not bringing it, we'll let them know. And we, we spend so much more time on those things than we do. Did you miss a shot? Right. right. Mine is once you miss it, how are we picking her up? And, and when things we miss two or three, can we have a great attitude? What's our body language say? And uh, that is that, that hits home, hits home way more than it does uh, anything else. Especially right now, we're in the summertime. We're getting ready to finish up our, our fifth week. Um, Again, I'll just, I'll give you another example today. Uh, we had a really hard conditioning day. So in the basketball side of things, we went uh, a lot of two-man games, three-man games, but two on oh, three on oh, right? And we would do a certain number of possessions and and what could we score out of it on a one-shot opportunity? And in our first session of a little uh, two-man game, I think that we had 26 points. And after it, I said, okay, round two, can we beat 26? And we came up with 18. And I stopped and said, here's my point that I've been preaching all summer I'm more impressed with your 18 point performance than I am your 26 because it was how you guys acted. Mm-hmm. It was, were we clean with the ball? Did we talk to each other? Did we celebrate the ones that went in? And when we didn't, we tried to pick each other up. Mm-hmm. And I believe you do that through course of time, right? Again, we're, we're not trying to cut nets down until March, right? right? We can get to the basketball side of things. And I think that's been ingrained. It's such a, again, that's this five week stretch. We'll do it when they get back in the fall. And then basketball continues to get a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better uh, through individual development and just through through time, putting in the work. So uh, that part is very, very important, and I think it just continues to, to build and build and build. Talk for us a minute about your staff and uh, how valuable they were to this run uh, to an NCAA tournament and, um, you know, also how a little bit – how do you divvy up responsibilities – um, with your staff, I, I've followed them online and I know some just through social media and just through basketball circles, but obviously you're not a one man show. You have some very great leaders, um, around you on your staff as well. Yeah. I, if I did anything right this year, I, I hired an unbelievable staff, uh, and that, that really protected for all my flaws. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, I owe a lot to them. They, they, I, I hit a home run, to be honest with you. It started with John Goldberg. You know, I get the job mm-hmm. here. He had been here for, I think, nine years. Uh, saw it at his best, saw it at his worst. And uh, truth be told, I wasn't planning on hiring anybody. I had no idea. And I met with him the first day I got the job here, and he had a portfolio A to Z of this whole program. Every kid, 
their number, their social media, their parents' name, their siblings' name. And what I found, it was not him trying to get a job. It was him making sure his girls were protected and, and going to be taken care of. All right? his, his heart was so full of love for the kids we had. It took a couple conversations with my returners uh, of how much they loved him and how much he poured into them. And so it, it didn't take long to say, change of thought, we're, we're keeping him here, right? And he was able to teach us Chattanooga, uh, not only our city, but our university very quickly. Um, so he, he works a little bit with our bigger guards, right? Our stretch fours into our wings um, and, and just has a love for our kids that, that runs so thick. Um, I did, and, and again, along them same lines, I'm calling every Tennessee coach again. I'm trying to learn the, the region. I was pretty familiar with Georgia and, and Atlanta area, obviously being only two hours, but I couldn't talk to anyone that didn't say, Hey, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but I'd keep that guy, right? Is right. he he works and has relationships. And so uh we retained him and thank the Lord we did. He's he's phenomenal for us. Um, I then wanted, and again, he's younger, right? I, I'm a big, I want to make sure we're relatable, but I also am a believer getting on the court and being being down there and uh my philosophy, right, wrong, or indifferent, I wanted to stay younger because I knew I was going to question myself a lot being a first-time head coach. And I know sometimes you think you'll get an old vet that could help you, and I thought maybe that would cloud things more than than anything. So I went young, right? I wanted to go get energetic, youthful, trying to prove themselves in this business and would work. Um, so I then followed up with two females with um, Caitlin Grasillo, who's at, who was at Wingate, um, unbelievable division two, but also her head coach had had a lot of experience, been to Carolina and been a lot of places. And she had been taught the right way, right. Of how to do things. And, um, I trusted a lot of people in her circle. Uh, it didn't take but two phone calls to realize she was so different than John, but in a good way. Right. Mm -hmm. And our, our right. personalities, we have a bunch of different ones that can relate to our kids. Uh, fortunate enough, she came, she works with our point guards and kind of our two guards, um, and then Jada Worthy, who was at Radford. So I had I had mentored her a little bit, uh, being right down the street from us at Virginia Tech. Um, I played – I mean, I coached against her as a player and watched her – I mean, she was just tough as nails. Um, and then she went uh, – was a GA for a couple of years then came back to Radford, and I coached against her as a coach as well. Um, I was fortunate enough, Brittany Anderson, who was on our staff at Virginia Tech, had recruited her and knew her so, so well uh, and couldn't speak – a bad word about her. And again, it gave us a third different personality. She's more laid back and uh, although caring and will will turn on a switch when you go compete, right? But it gave us just a different feel. Um, it was able to pull her from her alma mater. She works with our post players. Uh, that collectively, uh, what I brought in was no egos, right? People that wanted to work and grind and mm -hmm. it didn't matter whose opinion it was, whether it be mine, Jada, it didn't matter as long as it was something that was going to help better our kids. Um, that doesn't happen everywhere. So I've been fortunate enough to retain them. We're all together for year two. Um, and again, we divvy up our scouts equally. I give them responsibility and coming up with uh, offensive personnel, what people run, and then we collectively meet of what's our game plan. How are we going to attack mm -hmm. it? Plan A, plan B, plan C. Um, now I'm not going to lie. So when they listen to this, we got to the championship game. I had plan A and they looked at me and said, what's plan B? And I told them I ain't got one. So they were questioning me a little bit and, 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 uh, good thing we didn't have to get to plan B. So. Yeah. I don't know if everyone, you know, listening around the country and understands like UTC women's basketball has a, a really storied, uh, Westmore who's at NC state now, Jim Foster, um, and even before them, just such a great 
history of basketball. So what have your thoughts been as you in Chattanooga now and just how, you know, you see how important the program is just to the, to the city in general? Oh, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, this is a crazy number. We just won our 19th conference tournament championship, right? We're celebrating our 50th team this year. Right. Put that in perspective. We've won dang near half the amount of years that we've been in existence. We won a championship. That is pretty incredible. Yep. And, you know, I think a lot of times you think, well, that helps recruit itself. Like young people don't care. Right. Oh. It helps that we won last year. Right. But other eight thinking about the 90s. No. Uh-uh. But I tell you what it's done for us is it's put a support system around our program and our kids. Yep. Right. Chattanooga itself hasn't forgot, and it, it didn't take long for the renewed en- energy um, once we got here. I tried to get as much as we could in the community. Um, I, I feel like I'm a people person. I want to be around people and share our story because I think we have an unbelievable one to, to share. Uh, so what's been really neat about it is, is that support was was sitting there waiting, yep. and I feel like it's come right back out full circle. I mean, we had over 3,000, I believe, in our very last home game and I think it'll be no different as we continue yeah. to move this thing forward. Um, playing the right way. I think you got, mm-hmm. obviously winning helps, right? Yeah. Winning and they come. Yeah. But I also think getting out and supporting our community and, and sharing our story. So there's a relationship behind it, right? They feel like they're a part of what we're doing mm-hmm. and um, trying to be as open and welcoming as we can. Um, and then doing it with good kids, right? Kids that you can relate to that, right. that you, they can share their story. So. Yeah, I remember it's probably been seven, eight years ago when Coach Foster was there. Uh, we went and they beat Sanford or Stanford and the Vols at home. And then you're thinking, I don't know if you could get those teams to come back. Yeah. And I went and saw them play UConn as well. Of course, Coach and Gino were good friends then. But I mean, UTC got some really powerful teams to come into Chattanooga and beat a lot of them or pushed them to the wire. I mean, I think you're a team just on reputation and obviously your skill level and you're good, but like there's like, a, I think power fives really respect uh, the program. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it went through a stretch there again, they started winning and it was like, Oh, I don't know about all that. You know, I yeah. think with the whole new net ranking and it, it actually benefits power five to come play us again, right. We can- to build it the right way and and uh you know i have gotten that question we bring in tennessee back and and, and those kind of things and you know for us we want to build it and make sure we're ready right, right. Uh, you don't want to, uh, to to overshoot your skis too fast i like where we're headed yeah i look forward to eventually getting to where if we're going to bring them in i want to compete and, and, yeah. and give them our best shot you know you look at last year we went down to, to alabama ncaa team and, and gave them everything they wanted mm-hmm. uh, now we two days later had to go to Knoxville and it didn't go as well. I think that we needed some more rest, but they were, they were really good and outmatched uh, us, but uh, I'm looking forward. We got Mississippi state coming this year to town. And I think we'll continue to bring some people as the years go, go on. We'll have a couple other power fives on the schedule as we, we head into some tournaments, you know, hopefully a potential Michigan state matchup. Yeah. We're talking about a potential other ACC school uh, down in, in Florida during Thanksgiving. We'll see how that pans itself out. So I want to challenge our kids, but I think right. that we're also able to give people a good a good shot and yeah. show who we are because I do think we have an unbelievable brand for sure. Absolutely. And when I go to the games and then when you look up in the uh, bleachers, you see a lot of older mocks have been coming and getting season tickets for 20 and 30 years. And then you see a younger crowd. So, I mean, there's an older support uh, system here 
where, you know, I've only lived here since 2008, but I'm telling you, I'll see the same people when I catch a game now that I did 10 years ago and they sit in that same seat and they are loyal and they're being their grandkids. And, and it's pretty cool. And the, and the, and it helped the men's program has been successful and they're, they, you know, play a, I know we just changed coaches, but it's just the, the culture's ripe here uh, for fans. And before, before we uh, get off here, um, Give me some of your favorite restaurants here in Chattanooga that you and your family like to go to. Cause I don't think people understand like oh. the restaurant scene has really picked up the last seven or eight years. It really has. It's unbelievable. Um, and again, we, we loved our time in Blacksburg, right. With Coach yeah. Brooks and them, but like my wife and I would do date night and we had like two choices and we got here and it was like overwhelming, right? Yeah. There's so many depends on what kind of food you want. And then yeah. once you choose that, it's hard to decipher what you want. Um, yeah. a, fan, a family favorite for us. Um, we love Edley's. Uh, the Edley's barbecue's got, mm-hmm. a really, got three boys, right? And they have the little outdoor area where the kids can mm-hmm. run around. And yep. I think we've got some really good barbecue. And, and uh, that, that's been a good spot for us on the barbecue scene. I know we have some others, right? So I'm not trying to downgrade any of the others. Yeah, well, I'll name – I love Taco Mamacita. Oh, man, unbelievable. And yeah. then we, we uh, actually live not far uh, from 1885. In the St. Elmo area, that's that is, where that's got some seafood galore. Man, it's yeah. So I music on some Fridays if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So we uh we we love to go out to eat. We've got our our five or six um that we enjoy. Also, before we get off, congratulations on the WBCA Rookie Coach of the Year. Um, quite an honor that you received that award. Well deserved as well. I know you're not gonna toot your own horn too much, but I just want to mention that. I appreciate that. That's that's obviously a reflection of the kids and everything yeah. they did for us. Um, you know, I joke you only get one chance of that, I guess, huh? Being a that's right. Yeah. And I and I, you know, it's it's really neat. I, my my college roommate. Hopefully, I'm not going too long here. My college roommate, um, Jeremy Schmatzer's dad's name, Dan Schmatzer, who's been a long, long time men's basketball coach, um, actually coached Jamie Dixon right okay. Way back, uh, in the TCU days and has a relationship. So when I got the call that I was getting it, I thought it was really neat to share that story with my college roommate. And then he eventually then called Jamie, who's not part of the, the uh, committee any longer, but thought it was a really neat story. Um, you know, obviously Maggie was, was phenomenal during her time, you know, short, short time on this earth, but what she was uh, doing in our game, um, I think for me, it really hit home when I saw all the previous winners, right? You see Jeff Walls and some names on there. It was like, mm-hmm. my goodness, some some really cool company yep. to be part of. But um, again, it's all direct reflection of what our kids did here for us and, and uh, very proud of that award. Uh, it's just like anything else, right? First team all-conference player yep. of the year, those kind of things. It's all team-based. So, Absolutely. Yeah, well – yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, I enjoy talking with you. I hope to uh, catch as many games as we can where they don't conflict with uh, my own ba- uh, basketball schedule as well. Um, but, uh, again, I really appreciate what you do for Chattanooga. Again, me being an alumni of UTC, got my master's there. Um, and I, I love Chattanooga, and I, I support the mocks, football, basketball, the whole nine yards. I appreciate you having me. It's been fun. Obviously, doing the clinic and now this. and Yeah. Uh, open arms, man. You want to come check us out? Obviously, practice, anything like that. We'd love yeah. to have you. Um, always good. Uh, another thing, too, is thanks for all you do for our game, right? I think it's uh, that doesn't go unnoticed. I hope to make it, uh, you know, into in Indiana, right? That's that's kind of my yeah. 
grounds. I'm originally from Illinois, so yeah, you know, well, get over that on. clinic. And uh, but again, thanks for all you do for yeah. our game. And uh, great seeing. I had Katie Pate on last night. She, she, oh yes, uh, I told her you were coming on, and she, she's like, oh yeah, I know Sean, and we go back a ways, and uh, yeah, she, she, her, her podcast will be. Uh, coming out right the week before yours but yeah she okay. was awesome at app state now assistant athletic director of development we you know and that's interesting kind of that small world stuff so katie i trust about i mean as much as anybody uh, she was a big big advocate for uh caitlin grisilla who's on my staff and that yep. was kind of that circle right you, yep. you find people then um she's phenomenal phenomenal people so good stuff yep. Yeah. Well, hey, coach, thanks a lot for doing this. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir.